I'm Reen Schwarzer, and you're listening to the Giant Sword Podcast. Microphones, activate! Hello, and welcome to this week's Giant Sword Podcast. I'm your party leader, Nick Lynn. Joining my party this week is Taylor Hoyt. Hey, what's up? Hey. Sorry we have no, ta- uh, no Connor. He couldn't make it because he was busy. Hopefully next week. He really wants to join us, but we just have to get their schedules connected. Liar. Don't, I'm not lying. You're lying. No, Connor's lying. He doesn't want to come. He's a liar. No, he wants to. He wants to, guys. He loves you guys. Boogie-dooks. Okay, so Taylor, there was some big news. There was some big we're gonna news. Get straight, we're going to get straight. We're going to get straight to Because there's too much. There's some big news. Yeah. So clearly, the biggest news... In JRPGs and really in the entire gaming industry this week, came in the form of a uh, Final Fantasy 15 live stream, and everybody was like really excited about it. Like, oh, cool! It's you know around the two-year anniversary of the release date, and you know we're do a bunch of content, and it was basically a funeral for Final Fantasy 15. It was, it was. <laughs> did you watch this thing live, by the way? No, I didn't even watch oh, okay. it. Okay, I just heard that they. Uh, we'll get to it. Yeah, but. so I I watched it live and it was uh, it was kind of sad. It was sad. So basically, the biggest news that came out of this was um, Luminous Productions COO and Final Fantasy Fifteen director Hajime Tabata has left Square Enix as of October thirty first to basically start his own company. And he had a little statement, so I just want to read the statement. Um, just so we can get a general idea of what happened and then uh, break down a little bit more news. And he said, hello, this is Tabata. It's almost going to be two whole years since the recent Final Fantasy 15. I honestly believe the reason we were able to get this far is because of all you loyal fans. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Today, I have a personal announcement to make to all of you. I, Hajime Tabata, will be resigning from Luminous Productions and the Square Enix group as of October 31st, 2018. I was able to gain so much experience in my time at Square Enix. Every title I was able to be a part of means a lot to me. However, Final Fantasy XV stood out from that group as it was a special project for me, which I went all in on. Therefore, I decided to take this opportunity to officially announce my departure for Final Fantasy XV to all the fans who have supported the title across the globe. In regard to my next endeavors in the near future, I have a project that I truly wish to solidify as my next project. Final Fantasy (laughs) XVI. No, well, he's not going to be part of Square, so that ain't happening. Uh, for that reason, I have decided to leave my current position and start my own business in order to achieve my goal. Uh, as production of episode Arden continues and Lumen's Productions works on new projects, I felt that it was my time to hand over the torch to the next generation uh, group of talented and trustworthy colleagues and believe that they will create something amazing. From this day on, I will cheer on and support my Square Enix and Lumen's Productions. Uh, together with all you fans, I would like to thank you, everyone who continued to support Final Fantasy XV. And those who have also supported myself personally. So that was his statement. And along with that, they have canceled episode uh, Noctis, episode Luna, and episode Aranea. And the only remaining DLC will be episode uh, Arden, which will come out in March of 2019, which will be the final piece of Final Fantasy 15 DLC. Uh, the only other announcement is that. They're spinning off the Comrades uh, multiplayer mode into its own separate thing. And uh, that separate thing will not be coming to PC. It'll only be coming to console. So, lots to digest there. So, 
I mean, what do you make of this? I know you weren't the biggest fan of Final Fantasy 15. You were kind of annoyed at how much content, you know, they were continuing to pump out for it. But what do you think of him leaving Square Enix? Uh, he's probably sick of Square. He's probably sick. You know, he was probably sick of Final Fantasy 15. He's like, I'm done with this game. We finished it. Let me do something else. And Square was like, nope, we've got to make all these DLC content now. And he's like, screw it. Done. Yeah, but that's why he started his own studio under Square Enix to do that. Mm-hmm. So why would he start his own company just to leave it? Hmm. Was he starting a new company? Well, now he's starting a new company, but before he was in Square Enix proper, but then when Final Fantasy 15 completed, they his team spun off and started a new studio called Luminous Productions, which was under Square Enix. So mm-hmm. I felt like I mean, obviously, they, they felt like they had momentum, so they were going to keep making DLC. But like, I felt like the whole point of him spinning off to make his own studio was so he could do whatever he wanted. So it doesn't, to me, it doesn't make any sense that he would do that just to then quit. I think that studio was made specifically just to make Final Fantasy 15 stuff. No way. Yeah, it has to be. Hold on, I'm going to pull up. Luminous Productions formed. So I'm going to read the statement. Um, so it says, Luna, uh, this was, uh, let's see, do they have, is it the website here? It was announced. Okay, so Screenix Holdings today announces a newly established development studio, Luminous Productions, based in Tokyo. Luminous Productions was established with the purpose of developing new AAA titles and bringing innovative mm. game and other entertainment content to a global audience. Staff with members from Final Fantasy Tip 15, along with other, um, with another Square Enix group studio, Luminous Productions further builds on Square Enix's uh, vision to create new intellectual properties alongside our existing studios. So it's specifically stated that they're going to make new games and new IP. So that to me well, that that is the most confounding thing about this whole thing is that if their whole purpose was to make new games, make new IP and then he quits my here from what I'm piecing together here's what I think happened. I think Square Enix realized that nobody was buying the single player DLC, right? Cuz we were all basically waiting for it to be finished. At least that was my thought. I don't know about you, but my whole thing was Let's wait till it's all out because I kept announcing new stuff. And once it was all out, then then I'd buy it. But they maybe they just didn't see the sales and they didn't feel like it was warranted. So they canceled it. And there's been a lot of theorizing that um, they were formed to make a new IP. But then possibly in this process, they were making a new IP. And Square's like, nah, stop doing that. We want you to make Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> Uh, that's that's oh, sixteen. That's the theory that I've heard being tossed around is that he he was promised creative freedom to make a new IP, but then they came in and were like, "Nope, we want you to make 16. I mean, this is all hearsay and yeah. Nope, nope, you're wrong. They're like, "Nope, you got to make Final Fantasy 15 too. <laughs> Do it now." That would not make any sense if anybody knows how the game ends. <laughs> well, it'll be Final Fantasy 15 too. No. Not gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> I can totally see it. Um, yeah, I think you're. I think you're. I think 
they were stifling him, and that's why he was like, "Nope, I'm done." That that had to be it. There had to have been some or, major creative difference. Or what they did was, what's it called? Um, they have both Kingdom Hearts three and Final Fantasy seven remake, and they probably were like, "You know what? We should stop spreading out our forces and just focus on these two games, and then have that team, Luminous team, just make DLC." So no new IPs, just do DLC and then have the other teams work on this. See, I don't. Other big games. I don't think so because those those seem to be separate teams. Are you saying DLC for those games or DLC for fifteen? DLC for fifteen. See, I don't think I don't know if that was it because for them to have canceled, like, uh, to me that doesn't make sense for them to have, if that was their whole point. Like, hey, keep making DLC, then why would they cancel it all? You know what I mean? Like, if that was his thing, like, he can just quit and they can keep making it. I don't understand why they would cancel it all. And then, uh, yeah, that, to me, that, that doesn't make sense. To, to me, what it seems like is, it just seems like they wanted whatever this new IP, he was he had an idea, they didn't like it. Who knows what they wanted him to do instead? But he was obviously very mad because, for again, I keep going back to, like, you don't make your own studio just to quit. So there was some, obviously there was a major creative difference with what he wanted to do with whatever they were making and what Square Enix wanted out of that studio. There's some beef. There, there had to have been some beef. But this got me thinking. So I, for, for one, I got to say, I'm glad that the Final Fantasy 15 saga is over. But they can be done with... 15 and they whatever that team does next they can move on to make whatever it is they can go full board into production um but my question is with all the kerfuffle that was 15 they you know they're trying to figure out what to do with single player dlc obviously it took 10 years to release what do you what do you want and what do you think will happen with final fantasy 16 hmm What will happen with Final Fantasy 16 I know we've talked about this before, but in light of what just happened, I feel like there there's a lot of different things. There's a different expectation now, I think. Really? You know what I want. I want them to go back to their roots, uh, make Final Fantasy 16 the classic style. Not like, like super turn-based. I'm talking about, you know, white mages, black mages, you know, crystals. Yep and saving the world and um, no more boy bands <laughs> have a good hook just pretty much make the final fantasy 9 you know out of, they already made final fantasy 13 and 15 now they got to make the final fantasy 9 of the series of the trilogy i i um, yeah i from everybody that i hear about 16 that is everybody is saying that go back to the go back to its roots because so like okay, that, here's here are what I think are the only three options for sixteen for it to be successful. One, do that. Go back to the classics. Go back to medieval white mages, jobs, all that stuff. Two, you make a game out of Agni's philosophy. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, it was that like the mage girl with the with the wolves, and it was like kind of. I I know I know I know it was they're showing off their new engine the tech demo thing. and everyone's like yeah is everyone's like this is Final Fantasy 16 
like maybe maybe so that that's option two the very unlikely option three is that you let yoko taro just do whatever and go crazy <laughs> which is never gonna happen but he like he's so beloved after near automata that like why not just like go crazy but i think i think the most likely scenario if they have any inkling of what the fans want and if they're listening at all that you just have to go back to basics with 16. yep i would say so no random encounters you can see the enemies but the battles are turn-based battles, but they're very snappy and very, like, stylized, like uh, Octopath and stuff like that. Not 2D, just, you know, very cool. You could do very cool combos and just make the battle system really fun, but it's still turn-based. Mm -hmm. um, I think what I would want, I would want a new, like, another material-like system. Or maybe a weapon system where you, the weapons give you the abilities. Oh, okay. That's how 9 was. Final Fantasy 9 was like mm -hmm. that. So do that so you be able to customize your character but still give like a subtle like jab at what you want the, they want the character to be like this this character is the healer and this character is the warrior sure but instead of that it's like this this character is a magic user so you can make them either into a healer or make them into a strong summoner or a black mage so like a minute like so. some freedom but not like wide open they can be anything just like a minimal yeah like you have like the lolly mage girl and she's like a you make her into a badass warrior somehow. <laughs> I don't want that. Okay. Yeah, I I I think they have to do that because they've been really doing the sci-fi thing. Uh like modern or sci-fi they've been doing really since 10 cuz 10 is like pseudo modern with a lot of sci-fi influences. If 12 in a lot of ways is even like that too. I mean there's freaking like it's sort of like Star Wars. It's like medieval meets sci-fi with the spaceships and stuff. 13, obviously, was sci-fi. and Air The airships. Yeah, I mean, airships are in every Final Fantasy, but, like, 12 was the most medieval, but, like, in a lot a lot of games in a, have been modern or futuristic. So I think it's really just go back. Time to go back. Time to go back to the roots. But also, that game is a PS5 game, for sure. That game ain't coming out this gen. Uh, Final Fantasy 16? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because they need Kingdom Hearts I, 3 and then 7 Remake. So I'm thinking earliest we see Final Fantasy 16 is like 2021. <laughs> see, what they need to do is they need to make Final Fantasy 16 the world like believable and feels like it has life in it. The thing about Final Fantasy 15 is it had an open world, but it felt lifeless. Yeah, there is. It was like completely... It was like really empty. So make it like... Um, Dragon Quest Eleven. Dragon Quest Eleven. There you go. <laughs> Dragon Quest Eleven, where every like every area feels like it's lived in, and it's unique. The towns in Fifteen mm -hmm. were terrible. Like, I'm I'm kind of a staunch defender of Fifteen. I th I still thought it was a fun game, but the towns are so poorly designed. Like the way you have to get from point A to point B, like and I the place I particularly hated was Golden Key, where you had to walk across that giant bridge to get to that little hut area. It's like, why was that so long? And that was like ridiculously like way too long. Um, yeah, I didn't really like I'm, any I'm, city in that game. I'm, I remember the build up to Final Fantasy 15. You saw some like screenshots of cities and you're like, I can't believe, I can't wait to explore this city. And I think it was uh, the Leviathan city at night. Yeah. I think that's what oh it was. Oh my gosh. And you see, you see that scene like, once one time 
this that city's like that once. Yeah. They got you. They got me. But anyway, yeah, it's, I'm I'm sad to see this be how 15 ended and like Tabata, like say what you will, but like he sal he salvaged the game. Like he wasn't working on it from the beginning. He did all he could. I know he worked really hard on it. So I'm grateful and hopefully we get a fully fleshed out on time 16 that doesn't take forever. I was thinking like this thinking about 16 now is making me really excited. I'm like, oh, what if it's like that? That'd be awesome. I'm, I'm like, it has to be because they've done everything else. Like they've done so many sci-fi in a row. They've done 15 was pretty like modern in a lot of ways. So I, I think the only direction, I, the reason I say Agnes Flossy, not because it's a thing, but because it was a thing and people actually liked the concept. Like it was a cool concept, uh, like this sort of post-apocalyptic world where like magic seemed to be kind of rare was the vibe I was getting because they were like protecting these crystals. And I don't know, it just seemed like a cool world. So I, I think that or just a brand new world with... Um, Medieval is really the only way you can go at this point. So, RIP mm -hmm. Final Fantasy 15, but on to better things, hopefully. Finally. Okay, so uh, hopefully. So, here is uh, some more bad news, sadly. I don't know if you heard this yet, but strategy guide company Prima Games is shutting down in 2019. And they also own Brady Games, which is the other strategy guide maker. So, basically, R.I.P. Strategy Guides. Strategy Guides are gone. <sighs> Dude, Strategy Guides back in the PS1 era were the best. They were just the best. They were so fun to just skim through, look at the artwork. Except for Grandia. The Grandia sucks. Is it bad? Oh, I need it. When you're, ba when you're back here, back in California, I got to show nothing you. Is, it's so bad. Nothing is worse than the Final Fantasy IX Strategy Guide. It's not even a it's not even a guide. It's like, hey, you want to figure out what to do? Go to this website that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's terrible. It's real bad. It's the beginning. No, this one, uh, this one's it was so bad. You know, what you're expecting you open a strategy guide. It's like it shows like the map of where you're like the map of the whole of the whole area and like where items are and everything. Nope, this is just like screenshots. It's like, okay, go here, go here, go here go here and it was like it's like a slideshow of screenshots and i'm like this is not a strategy guide <laughs> it's so bad pretty terrible bad i did like i did like uh collecting them especially jrpg ones yeah those were the best because like you know jrpgs always you know ones full of like secrets and hidden things and you know like to me the only two strategy guys i've bought in recent memory <laughs> the Nino Kuni strategy guide for the first one and then I bought it mm -hmm. for Final Fantasy 15. It just felt right to buy it for 15. You know, new Final Fantasy game, gotta buy the strategy guide. Because that's just what you did back then. You bought an RPG and you bought a strategy guide. So and it was fun. It was fun to flip through it because there were a ton of little secrets and like caves and things like that. Like there there's the secret dungeon which is absolutely insane that you need that guide for. Um or at least to know what's in the, it. You gotta get Got to get the flying car and then do all the stuff. That that dungeon is wild though. It's a really crazy dungeon. Um, but yeah, that's sad. Like, do you have wh what are some of your favorite strategy guides over the year? I'm assuming Prima or Brady Games probably made it. 
Oh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, that one's great. Yeah. I have that one. That one's too, super expensive to rebuy. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 1. I have that one as well. Um, I remember the Baldur's Gate ones that we had. Mm. We had Baldur's Gate 2 and all of the expansions. And those were... This is a spe- It's nostalgia because this is what I used to read when I was in the bathroom. <laughs> it's just these strategy Spoiler guides. reading, yep. Of course. Yep. Uh, Neverwinter Nights. Those, I, have a, I have a lot of them. I have a... A lot of Tales ones. I have Grandia one and three, not two. Um, all the armored cores. Cause I started going and going back and started like, you know, I wanted to collect all these strategy guides. Mm-hmm. So I got I, I got a bunch of them. Yeah, I remember that when you uh, we went to that game shop. I forget what it was called. The uh, the local one. You just bought like five or six of them that day. Yep. It was Tales. It was Tales of Legendia and Tales of the Abyss. Yep. Those are expensive. He was like, I'll buy, you buy all these for 50 bucks. I'm like, okay. Deal. <laughs> the, I think one of my all-time favorites, which I don't have anymore, and uh, I was really bummed because it came with, it, so it was the Final Fantasy VII unofficial strategy guide. And it was like, it one. was some third-party thing. And there was like tons of unique artwork. And it came with a really cool poster. But, and I remember I had it on my wall, and then I moved. And my mom threw it away, and I was so mad. I'm like, Mom, you can't just buy yeah. this again. There's nowhere else to buy it. One second. Let me try to see if I have it. Okay. Don't have it? Nope. I have the official one. Oh, okay. And I totally just clipped my camera. Good job. Unofficial one's better. Yeah, I thought I had an unofficial one. Yeah, the unofficial one has, like, cloud on it, and he's, like, swinging his sword, and he looks super pissed. It's awesome. Yeah, look. This is, this is what strategy guide should be. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Screenshots... Oh my god, so so good. And it was good for po I remember I had the Pokemon, the original Pokemon one, because it told you where you could find Ooh, yeah, okay, everything. That, yes. Yes, that one was memorable because everyone had it and we always looked at it. It was third grade, and whenever we're done you remember Miss Griffin's class? Is uh whenever you're done with work, you go to the book corner and you're able to read whatever you want, and everyone had that stupid Pokemon strategy guide. <laughs> and we were all reading it. Same thing. Nice. That's good. That was a good one. So, poor one out for strategy guides. But I mean, like, I, to be totally honest, I'm shocked they survived this long. You know, because like, I know. when I, if you're looking for something, what do you do? You, you go to Game Packs, you go to YouTube, or you go to like IGN wikis or something. Like, I never buy. I only buy guides. You know what's really sad? I really wanted to buy the Nino Kuni two strategy guide, but it wasn't ready at launch. They just kept delaying it and delaying it, and then did that ever come out? It did. It finally came out, um, but by the time I mean I had beaten the game, way beaten the game by the time it was out. So like I just didn't care. <sighs> See, that's the thing you you cannot compete with like online. It's just you either have to have like super good secrets or like 
really unique art or something, it just, it wasn't meant, you know, it was never going to last. All right. So there's a market now. Now you got to create a YouTube channel. It's just like strategy guides. It's like strategy videos, right? And you just watch it. And they, you also have the guide under it. <laughs> like you're written, you have your written guide and then you have videos that go with the written guide. That's your, that's your channel. They, there's, there's a, a lot of people that already do that. There's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that sucks. So RIP strategy guides. I don't know if somebody will rise up to try to do it or if they're just gone forever. But Oh, no. You guys didn't see that. Okay. <laughs> what happened? My, my uh, image, my reaction images went over your face. Oh, God. And they're all, it was, it was all the cat girls. <laughs> um, let me see. Where are you? When are you looking? I'm getting the I'm getting the next thing. Oh, I, I have everything here. I can just read the next one. So, right. next one is that multiple Falcom console titles, including a new Ease title, will be out by September 2019 in Japan. And this was, you know what that means? It 20 25 in English. Pretty much, pretty much. So, at their latest financial briefing, they um, they said. They will be bringing multiple console games, including a brand new Ease title in celebration of the series' 30th anniversary by September 2019 in Japan. And they said, uh, back in August, Falcom president and CEO Toshihiro Kondo said, the next Ease game will not be a remake, but a brand new title, and it will be about Adol, and it will be set right after the events of Ease 8, which is something I think we knew about. Yep. Um, and also recently, there's like an Ease 7 uh, like mobile port called Ease Altago. Which is very different, but um, that's cool art. It has the art style as of eight. Yeah, it does. It does have pretty that. good two D art. It looks nice. Um, so it says multiple titles include. So that's crazy to me that there's going to be a new Ease game out by this time next year in Japan. You know what that means? What does that mean? Tokyo Xanadu two, baby. Let's go. It's happening. So the, okay, that's my thought. What is that other game? Because it can't be. Cold Steel 5, because Cold Steel's done. Unless it's and the beginning know, you, of a new series. I don't think so. I don't think it's too quick for that. So you think it's I think Xanadu like, 2? I think I think it's gonna be like a Xanadu 2, maybe. Or maybe a new game, new series. Something totally maybe different. The, maybe it's the fabled Falcon fighting game. <laughs> that would be something that could pop out pretty quick. Unless they've been toiling away at a Xanadu 2 for a long time and we just don't know about it. Hmm. What would you want? I mean, Xanity 2. <laughs> yeah, Xanity 2. I would totally want I'm Xanity bummed 2. that that game barely... I'm sure that game would have been lucky to sell 50,000 copies in the West. But that game is just look at, look, so good. Look at it up. Look at it up. Look at it up. There, I, there's no good sales data in the West for that game, as far as I know. Yeah. But uh, all I know... Is that if you're listening to this podcast and you have not played Tokyo Xanadu yet, you must. You must you do gotta. it. It is a requirement. It is your homework. Everyone on the Discord, I'm going to be hounding you to finish Tokyo Xanadu. It's really good. It's honestly probably one of my top ten favorite JRPGs. Like no exaggeration. It's at the bottom of the list, but it's but it's up there. Yeah, but it's on the it's list. Still up there. Yeah. Ah, it's so good. So that that's exciting and. Like their output this generation has been prolific. Like we got Easy, we got Tokyo Xanadu, 
we're going to get four Cold Steel games, and then we're going to get two more games before PS5 comes out. That's crazy. I think I think you should say that their Western releases are prolific. I think Falcom has always been like this. Really? Yeah. There's. I mean, there's. What's what's that other game? That the series got Zwecky. Oh yeah, yeah. Zway or something Zwe? like that. Zway, yeah. Zway, yeah, Zway, yeah, Zway. That's the Falcom game that I'm pretty sure there's plenty of other Falcom series that we don't have in the West that they push out. That's true. Even though it's even still, oh my gosh, for like a generation, six games on a gen—that's crazy. Like for any developer. Why? Why do you say, people. "Oh my gosh"? Because the Blizzard update was. Po- Poking up. Stop opening times. windows, Nick. We're recording. Is, I didn't do it. Is it on its own? Sure. And it kept popping up. I like what I fixed story. it. But yeah, Fal- oh. okay. XC just needs to announce Cold Steel three. That's all they need to do. Because if they announce Cold Steel three, that means Cold Steel four is on its way as yep. well. So I, I think uh. I think by next fall. At least Cold Steel 3 will come out, and then I think 2020 is when we'll get Cold Steel 4. 2020? I'll be 30. You can't play video games anymore. I'm an adult. Mm. Wrong. You can still play video games. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, I know. Wrong. I know. But that's good news. I mean, all these are coming out in September. Um, all I know is that East title is probably going to be uh, translated by Nipponichi again. And that means we'll probably get it in uh, 2020. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how long after did we get Ease 8? Like, I think half a year. Oh, that's not... Or a couple months. That's not bad. It wasn't that long. That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Let's see. Let's make this Ease... Let's, let's see. Ease 8. You're just going to look it up real quick? Yeah. Look, 9 out of... 9.5 out of 10. That's awesome. Release date, July... 21st 2016 in uh japan uh, japan so a couple years it didn't come out this year it came out last year didn't it all right um release date delayed to quarter third 2016 it was released on 2018 no in the west Wait. it was 2017 no. it was 2017 yeah yeah. Just go to Wikipedia. Not, it, it, it is on Wikipedia. I am reading Wikipedia, and it's all messed up. It's all messed up. It's PS4, September 12th, 2017. How is that hard? Where? If you click, if you click it, you... I'm not going to tell It says show if you just click show. Okay, okay, there, okay, there you go. Yeah, show. Okay. So it was basically. So Japan... Well, it wasn't that far after. It was made for the PS4 version, it came out in May. 2017 and it came out September in America. So the Vita was the very was the, the first version. That's interesting. Yeah. And the Vita wasn't that good. The version wasn't that good. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, now I remember. I remember when they first announced it like, yeah, we're all getting a Vita port on the PS4 and people were like, "Oh, great." But it turned out great. Yep, that's the best version. I would love them. I would love for them to make a completely unhindered game that isn't limited by other hardware like so Cold Steel 3 and 4, those are only PS Four games, right? Or are they on PS3 also? They're on PS4 only. Really? Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm... It's a new engine. It's not the P- it's not the Cold Steel Two engine. It's a 
totally different looking. Oh, it looks. Don't look. It, it definitely looks way better. But I was just curious because like Xanadu is very clearly a a game that was made for Vita that they upported, and it looks nice, but it could look better. You know, like it, yeah, it's cold. It's it was the Cold Steel Two version uh, um, engine. You could totally tell. Yep. But okay, so speaking of other JRPGs, there have been these games, Nick, that you've kind of been talking about on and off for the last couple months that have kind of caught your eye, and all of them have gotten announced for a Western release. So I'm going to go one by one, say if they have a release date, and then a brief description. So the first one, Death End Re colon quest i don't know how you say that coming out february 19th in the west so death end request takes the classic turn-based rpg and turns it on its head players are able to change the game's genre and switch game modes from rpg into fighting shooter or even a slot mode they'll be able to bat uh let's see you'll also be able to jump in at will between the in-game world and the real world to investigate your missing friend unlocking one of multiple endings choose wisely as lines between fantasy and reality will begin to blur that sounds absolutely crazy. <laughs> sounds cool, but this is Compile Heart, and this is the most Compile Heart looking game. Like out of the three, that's the most Compile Heart looking game. Yeah, the girls are very, they're very um, Compile Heart, I should say. These are all Idea Factory. I think Compile Heart and Idea Factory are all same game now, or all the, all the same yeah. company. Um, but yeah, I mean, it could be interesting. We'll see. It looks it looks interesting, but it still it still looks like that seven grade you know C tier JRPG. I mean it's not bad, but it's not you're not going to be like blown away like this is Persona Five again. Exactly. Like, no. Exactly. So keep expectations in check. Uh, the, so the next one is Data Live Rio Reincarnation coming west for PS4 PC in the summer of 2019. So this is more of a uh, visual novel. Or I guess these are three visual novels. Um, brand new character's name, Rio, appears, who calls Shido Papa and is searching for the most important thing. After having escaped nearly being trapped in a virtual reality, Shido is afflicted by a strange feeling. A disturbance in the world in which she lives. Someone is out there. He cannot shake the helpless, uncomfortable feeling. But this is crazy. I'm just reading the press release. This strange feeling this persists. A new super- paradise. A girl... Who has the same last name as Rene Rio Sonogami? The girl, along with Marina, for the sake of everyone's happiness, they wander in search of the most important thing. None of that makes means anything to me. Yeah, that just sounded like Japanese put into a Google Translate, <laughs> and they put it as a press release. Pretty much. Um, I think that's a visual novel, but it's Sony censored it, so you can't buy it. It's true. It's coming to PC. Buy it on PC. Yep. All right. So, so stop, stop, stop. Out of all these games, I think all of them have been censored by Sony. Are they? Yeah. Hmm. That sucks. Hey, Sony, stop being Puritans. Let yeah. Well, this like came speed. about randomly. Like, why did they randomly start doing this? Because they moved to California. Okay. That's that's what everyone says online. Oh, okay. They moved. They, they moved to San Mateo, and all the hippies and the crazy puritans or like no sexy anime titties <laughs> yet they still allow senra and kagura games on there so those got censored i mean there's what i don't know what you what you know what's really funny is like nintendo has been this like oh we're like family friendly and stuff yet they have that yeah they did like non-censored stuff 
which is really they weird. became the so- they became the Sony this year or this now. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't know. I think I don't know we're going on attention here. I think Sony's realize is going to realize that this is biting them in the butt, and they're going to stop. And they're be they're going to Japan Sony Japan's going to be like, hey, get your act together. Allow anime titties. You know, I have a really bad feeling about Sony going into this next gen because, like, I know we're not big Xbox fans, but Xbox is buying studios. They're doing all this, like, you know, stuff with Game Pass. I feel like if Sony is not really careful and if they don't, like, have a couple surprises up their sleeve, they could really, like, they could find themselves in another PS3 situation. Because, like... Xbox, Microsoft is making all these really good moves, and they're preparing for next gen. And Sony is just—I don't know—with moves like the this and like how PSX was kind of a disaster, and I don't know, and like how they were like so unwilling to do crossplay for so long, and finally they gave in with Fortnite. But like, I don't know. I just have a feeling like something bad could happen. That's why we have the majesty that is the Switch. Now. I know exactly. And plus, everything's on PC and Xbox, so... That's true. That's the nice thing about Xbox, is if they make it a good exclusive, it'll be on <sighs> Okay, so anyway, on to the next game. So, okay, first thing, Sony, yeah. stop it. Get some help. Get some help. Get some help. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see here. So, the next game, Dragon Star Varnier is coming to the West in spring 2019 for both... Uh... Censored. I think it's only a PS4 game. Let's see. Uh, Yeah, it looks like it's only a PS4 game. So here's the story. In a world where the bones of an ancient beast tower over the land, the knight Zephy is part of an order whose role is to hunt down witches, people seen as cursed beings for giving birth to dragons. When he is almost killed in one of uh, of these missions, two mysterious witches save him from the brink of death by feeding him dragon blood. Granted... New magic abilities by their efforts, he soon finds his fate intertwined with the witches and reluctantly joins them to fight against an empire out to destroy his kind, ruthless dragon hunters, and a witch more powerful than any in existence. Can they fight all this and save themselves, or will these new allies succumb to the dragon's curse? So this is, uh, I believe, an action RPG, if I'm not mistaken. All I know is that the art looks really good. It does have good art. Uh, there's a trailer on Gamatsu, but it's basically 2D images a, like, with like titles. There's like no gameplay. Yeah, all, all of them were like that. All of them were the teaser trailers. I'm like, okay, uh, okay. thank you. Yeah, of all four, that one is the one that kind of intrigues me the most. Um, but we shall see. Yeah, the, uh, and this next one I know caught your eye. We've talked about this one before. So the last one is. Art of Alchemist really catch my eye. is coming West 2019 for PS4. Yep, just for PS4. Um, let's see. Oh, gosh, these game descriptions are so ridiculous. Okay, so this is the last one. Enter the desert in search of the key to save humanity, the great power. The great power. Quinn Brazeford, for the sake of her kingdom, leads her soldiers in a battle against a swath of enemy nations. One year, the king declared that that he would send a large-scale investigation team to the Desert of Beginnings. And so, Quinn was selected to captain this mission. Quinn gazes at the ancient alchemic device, the Lunagear, within her hand. According to the legends of yore, once the Lunagear is equipped with the four orbs, it will unlock the great power that will save humanity. 
Only one orb resides in Quinn's Lunar Gear. Collecting the four orbs for the Lunar Gear, however, is a mere legend. With a threat of dangerous creatures and machine dolls wandering the desert, one of the enemy nations, the Principality of New Haven, has dispatched their military in search of the in search of the great power. Now Quinn and her band of allies must fight against the Principality of New Haven in hopes to find the great power and save humanity. Quinn steals herself, but even so, she can't help but doubt the existence of the great power. So we got to find four orbs to unlock a great power. Tell me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> um, so the great spirits, uh, the avatar, all three, all four uh, elements, um, more spirits, uh, the four crystals, um, mana tree. Yeah, this one looks very was... action-y from the screenshots and things I've saw. So hopefully the combat's good because I don't. I think you can get a, get away with good action combat even if the visuals aren't good. Which I mean, Idea Factory and Compile Heart never have big budgets. They're small studios. So oh, oh man, I just liked how I think. Two of those games that sound generic as hell. <laughs> I love it. Um, the dragon one sounds awesome. And uh, what was the first one? The ReZero one was just crazy. Yeah. Well, not ReZero. You know what I'm talking about. The ReDeath one. Uh, our Death End Request or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, that one. The video game one where the video game became real life. Oh, and you can change the different battle combat styles. I mean, that, that mm -hmm. sounds like it could be interesting, but like... My thought is, like, if you can change styles, they can't be that deep because you're having to basically design, like, five battle systems or whatever for one game. So they can't all be good. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably like a, move, like a mode where it's like, oh, you do this for this special move. Probably. So, yeah. yeah. We just got to see more. We all know now they're all coming out of the West. It's all we Dude, know. there's going to be a crap ton of JRPGs next year. It's going to be crazy. They're all, they're all going to be well. like C and D tier, but there's a couple A tier. You know, We're getting new Fire Emblem, getting new Kingdom Hearts, and we're getting a bunch of random crap, and maybe some of it will be good. <laughs> we're getting the new Tales Vesperia remake. Getting a new Pokemon. No one cares about Pokemon. Yep, it's only the biggest JRPG franchise, but nobody cares. No, it's not. It is. It's not the biggest JRPG. It's not a JRPG. It is. It not. absolutely is. It's not. It is. It is a toy for babies. You're a toy. And for if baby. you like it, still, you're a baby. Well, fine, I'm a baby. Goo goo right. gaga, Nick. Goo goo. Played it. Gaga. You gotta play. You play the first one. That was it. It's done. You played. You played them all. You play one Pokemon game. You played them all. I mean, you're not wrong, but they're still fun. No, they're not. Okay. You were in the vast minority. I know. It's because I have a mind. I think for myself. Oh, okay. Nah, it's fine. Is this the one where it's actually... They haven't shown screenshots of this new Of the new Pokemon? No, they haven't. They've only so, shown, I wanna... done the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee or whatever. Ugh, dumbing down. If... New Pokemon better not be that dumbed down. It's not. They said it's it's more. This one was just you know made for the Go crowd. This one is a the new one is like a more of a core entry. So we'll. See. I wonder if it's gonna look like Town. I'm curious. I bet it, like the Pokemon games have never been 
like graphical powerhouses, sadly. So my thought is it's going to look a lot like e- let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu, but like slightly better. That's kind of how it was. Like Pokemon X and Y looked good. It was the first 3D one. And then Sun and Moon looked even better. Like they're proportional. There's more detail. So it'll probably look, they'll probably be that. A little bit more detail. <laughs> All right, Taylor. Let's move into the Twitter the question. The Twitter question is, what JRPGs have you beat the most times? Um, and I know some a lot of basically a lot of people have said like I usually don't replay uh, RPGs because you kind of beat them once and that's it. The first reply was Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> I know I saw that like what and he said everything else just once or I didn't complete it and I was like that was not the first answer I expected and he's like do you mind elaborate? He's, he's just like, it's the only one I ever eat more than once. I can't really explain why, other than to say I kind of liked it. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Yep. Um, so the next one is Cage JRPG Fanatic. And they said Final Fantasy VI, they beat four times. And then they beat Star Ocean 1 and 2 five times each, which is quite a lot. And then, because in my reply, I said, uh, if speedrunning counts, I beat AZ more than any JRPG combined. That does not count, Taylor. <laughs> and then the reply was, I've never done a speedrun on a JRPG before. Makes the game boring that way. And then I was like, clearly you haven't run AZ before. <laughs> um, and then our boy B-Cops, he said, Chrono Cross slash Chrono Trigger too many times to count. Um, and then he said he played nine quite a bit. Um, let's see, Shia MS said, I barely ever play RPGs more than once. I'm a being, um, except for the last story, Persona 4 Golden and Trails in the Sky. And then our boy Craftium says, Big Relate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what about you? I, I mean, I wrote my answer for those who uh, haven't seen the question, I'll, I'll list them out. But which JRPGs do you have you beat the most times? Grandia beat th- three or four times. The original Grandia? An original Grandia. Um, Grandia, Grandia two. Grandia two. I've beat, I beat three times. Yep. I know. I know. I know. I've beat that three times. Um, Tales of Destiny. Lost track. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've beat. I've beat it like at least five plus times. I've gotten. I've got to like the end the end of the game mm-hmm. like too many times to count mm-hmm. and then that's not even counting the remake the remake of beat three times or four it's times a different game it is a different game uh so tale of destiny probably is takes the cake <laughs> final fantasy tactics i've beat like four or five times mm, okay but that's easy to do now for us yep you get it's yeah, the, the challenge is not beating it, it's how do we beat it <laughs> what kind of yeah. ridiculous combos do we get what i really want to do just once is once you get guns you just make a whole chemist chemist team and all you do is just shoot people that down. would be amazing that would be an awesome <laughs> team just to like see what would happen yeah and then you steal all the really good like ice guns and stuff like that yeah make it uh like have move plus three and this run away <laughs> to shoot throw potion shoot throw potion oh my god that would be so be amazing 
It would suck against like Bellius and stuff like that. Those fights would be hard. Would it though? Can you imagine the first WeGraph fight with just Ramza as a chemist? That would be insane. Or would it? Because then he could just fight from far. Hmm. Shoot, shoot, and then if you get hit, auto focus. There you go. Hmm. That's an interesting strategy. I just thought it was the most ridiculous. I just thought it was going to be really ridiculous. I want to try it out. Hmm. Um, yeah, for me, I would say seven. I've probably beat the most times, legit. Um, I don't know. I've kind of lost count, but at least five or six times. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember. <laughs> I just beat it too many times. Uh, same thing with tactics. I probably beat that game at least three times, three or four times. And then the other one I've replayed quite a few times as well is Legend of Dragoon. That was just, yeah, that was a fun one. One series that you would probably think I would replay all the time, Cold Steel and uh, Trails in the Sky. I have not. I have not Pure. replayed them. Just beat them once. That's it. I'm waiting for the PS4 versions now. Yep. I was going, I was, because I, I want, like, what I wanted to do is I wanted to do a new game plus. And I thought I would be able to, I like, but the PC version just came out and I'm like, oh, well, I can't, gotta play the PC versions. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't, I played it for a little bit and then stopped because other games came out and I already played it. Uh, so PS4, I need to do my normal run through, pick the right girl, the only girl you can pick. And, um, hopefully those carry over and then I can do new game plus. And pick all the girls. There you go. And then uh, have a, a Valentine's Day where they all beat me up. Dude, that was hilarious because I did, you know, I thought it was going to be like Persona 4 where it didn't matter. But I, I originally picked Makoto. And then I went with Futaba. And then I remember be, like waking up that day and Makoto comes in. She's like, what is this? Are you trying to like embarrass me? And I was like, they actually thought of that. That's amazing. <laughs> Well, technically, they did that in four. It was just not as elaborate. That I just I love how elaborate it was. It was amazing. Yeah, it was super. It's funny when there's when you pick all the girls and then you still go with only just like you hang out with Ryuji. <laughs> <laughs> and so they just beat the crap out of you. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But good times. Yeah, my real answer is easy. I've probably beat that 30, 40, 50 times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> takes about an hour to beat it because you break the damn game but the thing is you have never got the true ending so so I might as well have not even played it might as well have just yeah, you haven't, you, just you haven't the game back in the box it. and just set it on fire exactly exactly <laughs> you gotta beat the game bigly man yep uh let's see let's read a couple more replies and then let's see yeah, we got a lot of sevens, a lot of tactics, a lot of sui coding. If you notice, it's a lot of nostalgic games. Exactly. Yeah, people wanted to replay. You know, I will say, like, I whatever. I, Pokemon's a JRPG. I beat Pokemon Red quite a few times because back in the day there was nothing like that, and so I would. I bought. I had both red and blue, so I could like trade with myself because I was spoiled that way, and. Uh, that means he had uh, two Game Boys yep. and a, his own Link cable, yep. and then he started crying at, at night because he's like, "I have no pants. I have no pants. Nobody loves me." 
Yep, pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, I'd be Persona 4 twice, like once the regular game and then Golden, but I think most people did that. I beat Golden twice. I did I did the regular, just did play, like a regular playthrough, and then I did one where I went Marie route and then got the Golden ending. The Golden ending? The Golden ending. I was going to say the secret ending, mm. but the Golden ending is what it's called. The Golden ending. Would you get the cool cutscene at the end of the game? Where they're all reunited or whatever. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. Or it's like, well, um, I guess in this timeline, the fighting and dancing never happened. <laughs> so I'm I'm looking at my um, JRPG bracket list of games to see if I missed anything. Uh, if there's like games on there that I've beaten more than once. Who remembers that? Dude, that thing like blew up. Let's see. Um, nothing really. Most of these games I only beat once. Or not at all. But so many people loved them that had to be on there. Had to do it. Yep. So how many times did we beat Gobbly's Adventure? <laughs> never. I don't think... I, I never beat it. <laughs> I still remember the en- ending or intro. Where they got beaten by heroes and they come back and they're like, okay, let's go to home. Crazy. That's their job, guys. They get killed and then they reincarnate and then go home. That's their job. Rip. They're supposed to die for heroes. All right, Taylor. Are we going to questions now? Uh, sure, yeah. Pull up some questions. All right, so first I'm going to do one from YouTube. Hello, YouTubes. Uh, from, from hello, YouTubes. From Games at the Gate. Any hobbies we enjoy outside of gaming? Hmm. Let's see here. I mean, just the typical stuff. I mean, anime, <laughs> TV, movies. I don't know. Um, I am. I don't know if this counts as a hobby, but me, I mean, Nick are both this we are both um nendo collectors i'm displaying my mega man nick has more than i do but um i i try to only buy them in remembrance of special occasions or else i would buy a million of them and go broke so that's elf yamada senpai or whatever her name is from uh eramanga sensei so i only have three i have mega man og mega man i have captain america have you seen my Captain America? Yeah, he's posted a picture on Discord. Okay. And then I have uh, Kamui, a.k.a. Corin from Fire Fates. I have a lot of them coming next year, or the end of this year. Nice. Yeah, I have a I have a role uh, in Root. I don't know. It's, it's lost in customs. It'll never get here. But it, <laughs> I bought a role about two weeks ago, role for Mega Man. And, uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven right now. Okay. What other ones? Or what, have, yeah, who do you have? List them off. I have Elf. I have Taiga from Toradora. Rim and Ram from ReZero. Uh, uh, Bestel mm. <laughs> from Trails in the Sky. Uh, Galkochan. And Edward from Full Metal Alchemist. Nice. And I'm getting Riku and Sora. Nice. And some, uh, and then a bunch of the Joker, Makoto, Futaba, and uh, Futaba. Yeah, they're all coming. Nice. 
Yeah, there's a couple more that I want to get. Uh, I definitely want to get the Makoto and Joker one. The Futawa one is way out there, or the um, Makoto one is way out there. It's not even colored yet. It's yeah. still like a prototype. Um, I wish they would make more um, Fire Emblem ones. There's only like the old ones, like Marth. Like I, I can't believe they didn't make a Lucina. Um, I I can't believe they didn't make a Cold Steel ones. I know they made they made Sky. Yeah, they made yeah. That's that's interesting. Um, they're going crazy with Overwatch. Like every Overwatch character has a Nendor and a Nendoroid by at this point. Um, Wrong. Let's see who else. Yeah, Joker. I'm. Do you have Zero from Mega Man X? No. I'm surprised. Fine. I already have Mega Man X as like a cool, you know, figure already. So I don't need Nendos of them. You know what's interesting is they have a Mega Man X with the armor, and now they're releasing a Mega Man X that doesn't have the armor, uh, but then he's in the robot suit, which is kind of interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. let's see. We need more. We need Tales of characters. Yeah, there's no Tales characters, no Final Fantasy. I'm shocked there's no Final Fantasy. Probably because they do their but, own. But we have virtual YouTubers. I know. Very random. Ooh, hey, they have Hollow from Spice and Wolf. I'm sure uh, Kraft would love that. Gotta get it. We buy it for Kraft and then say, I have and you don't. <laughs> um. Well, taunt him with it. I guess, I guess collecting Nendos is a hobby, Taylor. Yes, to answer a question. <laughs> collecting Nendos. Uh, my other hobby is uh, I like to barbecue. Mm, yeah, Nick's been re- getting really into that lately. Cooks a mean brisket. Barbecue a lot. Brisket, I've cooked ribs, uh, cooked some pulled pork. I'm going to cook a turkey for Thanksgiving. Nice. I took cook some burgers. I need to make some fancy burgers, but that's what I want. Have you? But yeah, I've been cooking a lot. Have you barbecued chicken yet? I have not. I've been broiling chicken lately, and I've been trying to find like the right combination of sauce and spices. But it doesn't get crispy enough like it does on a on a grill. I need to get a grill. It's a simple grill. Let's get a simple Weber. That's what I was thinking. Simple grill. Anyway, hundred bucks. But yeah, that's my other hobby, other than you know being a weeb. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know if this is a full size Nendo, but I just found a Squid Girl Nendo. Oh yeah, you haven't seen? No, that. I've never seen that. I don't know if it's full right, size it's not... though. I don't. Know, it looks mini. Okay, from let's go to the next one. Moving on, Taylor Nick uh, from Shia MS. Where do the orange background pictures come from? I recognize the atrocious raid. Excuse me, from Cold S- Steel. I'm s- gonna burp again. Sorry. And the shadow fight at the beginning of P4G. But what are the others? So on our background, we have the the orange background of our title and everything. We have a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Persona. Uh, we have Cold Steel. We have Final Fantasy Tactics in the middle on the top middle. Um, in the top. Right, we have Radiata Stories. Top left, we have Tales of Destiny. The middle one is Nino Kuni. Uh, the middle, yeah, and then the middle bottom is uh, Radiant Historia. 
Nice. And I can't and I can't see the other one. I think one of them is Rune Factory Five. So I just picked a bunch of games that I liked at the time and put them on. Cranked that saturation up to a bajillion and made it orange. No, actually, I did the whole. I stole your JRPG journal style. You know where it has the etch sign etch oh, yeah. on it. That they all have that etch thing on it, I, so they're all. You know what's funny is Kathleen made that. I don't even know how she. Yeah, she sent me the file for. Oh, uh, okay. So I copied her. Thanks, Kathleen. Uh, from Kurt, if you could choose one voice actor to appear on your next podcast, who would uh, next? Who would it be, and why? Hmm. Well, we were supposed to have Aaron on again. And Yuri Lowenthal. He's too big now that he's in Spider-Man. He'll never come yeah, we, 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 that Not with that attitude. He said that he wanted to, but he was just busy. Oh, did he? Yeah, remember? You, he said he did. He said parenting or whatever was taking up a lot of his time yeah, or something so like that. Yeah. It was going to be an episode with both Aaron and Yuri. That would have been cool, but alas. Um, I'm trying to think of like somebody that would be like really funny or fun or interesting. You know that one guy, uh, Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer would be cool. I like him. Um, you know, who I think is just a funny guy that I think would be neat to have on is a uh, really popular. He's like one of the most popular ones. <laughs> He's funny. The internet. The, the internet. Um, censored you. So. Oh, uh, I think you said Nolan yeah, North. Yeah, Nolan North. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like right when you said it, it cut out. Nolan North. Um, uh, I I don't remember her name. Let me let me let's see here. Give me a second. Uh, Brianna Knickerbocker. She did. She did the voice of Donna, and then she also did the voice of Rem in the dub for ReZero. There you go. So it'd be cool. would be cool to have her and Sean on. Yeah, we need. Uh, I would have that. I would like to have that one guy named Sean. Sean on Shiplock. And have him do his uh, H scenes. Oh uh, God, voice again. no! And have Taylor cringe because he couldn't handle it. <laughs> that was so funny. That happened twice, by the way. The last episode, the, the first episode we had him on, he did something very similar. And you were laughing at that. The second one was, like, too real, though. <laughs> it's too real, Nick. He's like, I can't handle it. It's too real. Couldn't do it. All right. Um, Kurt, again. What random encounter enemy would from a JRPG would you want as a pet? I think he has been playing Dragon Quest Eleven too much because everyone want, you want everyone in that as a pet. A random encounter as a pet. Hmm. So like a random enemy, like what random enemy would I want a pet? Yeah. Uh, the random cat girls that you can find, you know. You can find cat girls in Dragon Quest Eleven. Not in Dragon Quest Eleven, just in general. Oh. And I was joking. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. There must be there must be a random cat girl enemy, probably. I'm pretty sure there is. Um a bomb from Final Fantasy Tactics. A bomb? 
Just a giant flaming boulder that flies. That would be bad. Um, I don't have a good answer for that. Um, maybe a slime or something from Dragon Quest, just because they're kind of cute and mushy. You toss them around. Hmm. What if I? You want me to blow your mind? Yes. Right now. Every Pokemon is a random encounter. <gasps> You're right. I got you. Got him. So basically, pick your favorite Pokemon. So an Eevee. Yep. We'll take an Eevee. The end. There you go. He wants an Eevee. There we go. I was trying to think of something else that might be cuter than an Eevee, but Eevees are just cute. They're adorbs. Maybe a Pikachu. Adorbs. But yeah, Eevees are, right. Eevees are pretty good. Oh, no way. A Squirtle. Squirtles are. Yeah, I wanted a Squirtle. Uh, Kurt again. <laughs> owls or penguins? Dude, owls. Are you kidding me? Owls are awesome. Penguins. We can't be friends anymore. We can't be friends anymore. You destroyed us, Kurt. End of the podcast now. Rip. Uh, from Shia MS, do you sing in the sh- wow? Do you sing in the shower? And if so, which language do you sing more, English or Japanese? For me, during the last year, it was probably been more mix of the two, English. Hmm. I mean, I don't know uh, any Japanese songs well enough to sing in Japanese, so it'd be definitely in English. Oh, he sings in- <laughs> no, he'd be singing Korean. Well, he didn't say Korean. I actually don't really know the Korean words either very well. You just sing the, the sounds of Korean. Yep. And to answer your question, because I'm a boring guy, no, I don't sing in the shower. Oh, you're crazy. I love singing in the shower. I think in the shower. I think about ev- like everything. I mm-hmm. think of the, the world. It's where I get all my ideas, and then the moment I step out of the shower, all those ideas just go away. <laughs> it is the weirdest thing. Like I think in depth of what I'm gonna do, uh, like like totally like, game designs in my head. I've designed like three games in the shower, but the moment I freaking like walk out, I forget about all of it. He forgets, forgets of that. Yeah, because my mind fills with crap, and the tranquility of the shower is gone. Yep, exactly. She should just live in the shower, get a waterproof computer, and just you know work that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, Smash Miss, do you have any mobile games you play consistently? Any of those free-to-play JRPG games you've given money? Um, the, like I said, the only one I ever put any time into was Dragalia Lost, but as uh, some people have uh, might have seen today, I really don't play anymore. Just I, I beat the main story, and then after that, it just really hasn't interested me so i haven't played he dropped it like a rock yep uh i played tales of link for like a week or two that does that game doesn't exist anymore really they they took it offline wow uh um so that yeah that game's pretty much like tales fan service the game (laughs) it's pretty much what any gotcha game is yeah, so it's not just the girls, too. It's the guy characters as well. Like, you know, it's typical, like, Yukata. Yukata. Yep. Uh, Freaking uh, bathing suits, avatars, swimsuit stuff. stuff. Like the bathing suits, sexy maids, sexy Santas. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got them all. But uh, I, didn't, I didn't care for those. I just played the game because it was addicting and it was something to do during work. 
Another one I played was Puzzle Fighter. What was wrong with that? Apparently, I mean, besides the art style, I, I saw the art style. I didn't really like it, but a lot of people did not like that version of the game. What was wrong with it? They changed it. They didn't make it like a puzzle game. They made it instead that the characters actually have HP. Hmm. And if your character, you have to level up your character to make them strong. And then depending on what you do, like, if you could totally lose, even though you're kicking this guy's ass in the puzzle game, like, you're hitting them, like, constantly, but you're doing, like, barely any damage at all. There's barely none. Hmm. So it's not like the original Puzzle Fighter where you do, you know, you break all your gems, you try to make the giant gems and then you break them, and then gem, other gems fall, like the timer gems fall on the other team. Yeah. It doesn't do that. It's just freaking, uh, what's it called? HP. I didn't like that. Huh. Yeah. Very weird. Pissed me off. <laughs> that's why they closed it. I mean, it was fun to play, but it was just like, oh man, I wish I was playing the original. If they, if they played, like, if they made it, so it played like the original, there's no, let's make that, uh, and uh, make uh, the mon- monetize, monetize the characters. Like, you want to play as Mega Man? You can buy Mega Man. That's what they should have done. Hmm. Mega Man is in the game, by the way. So, that's what they should have done. Um, from Wandy, are you gonna play WoW with us? I'm talking. I think she's talking about WoW Classic. Nope, I'm like just beyond done with traditional MMOs. The only MMO in the foreseeable future that I will play with anybody is Anthem, but I still have to wait and see what that game is like. Anthem isn't an MMO. It, you know, it's Destiny. Well, okay, exactly. Destiny, whatever you want to call it. Destiny. It looks like. It looks like a game where you go out and you fight monsters and then you go about and you build better mechs and stuff. That's what it looks like to me. Taylor? Nick? It's EA. It's going to suck. Do not fall for the hype. I will fall for the hype. You know what's really funny is I really loved Dragon Age Inquisition when it came out. And that game won Game of the Year that year. And then in the year since, everybody just craps on that game like it was the worst thing ever. And it's like, I think you're mistaking that for Dragon Age 2. Because that game was awesome, and everybody loved it when it came out. And then for just some random reason, nobody likes that game anymore. So I don't know why. It was a great game. So so, so comment below if you think that game sucks, because I don't know. I never played it. It's good. It's godlike. I think the only the real only real criticism is that it wasn't like the original. Because everybody liked that CRPG top-down feel, and it was more like a traditional like that, Western RPG. Because that, that was what Dragon Age was, you know pitch dad it's like hey we're going back to the good old days of Baldur's gate and nope yep they got console they got consolized and then dragon age 2 was garbage and then that was hilarious that that game i beat that game and it was just so bad <laughs> <laughs> i didn't buy it i game flight it so wow and it's just like it was like the same areas constantly and oh my gosh it was just really bad it was just the worst uh, uh, me for WoW Classic, maybe for a little bit. Uh, from Darius Sham, you have three historical figures you get to play your favorite Tales game with. Which game and which people do you pick and why? It's an interesting question. Um, I don't know. Historical figure. So I'm gonna pick um, pick George Washington. I'm gonna pick uh, pick JFK. 
I'm going to pick Rosa Parks, and we're going to play Tales of Asperia. So <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I'm going to pick a bunch of the Founding Fathers, yep. and then I'm going to play Nekopara, and be like, look how far we have fallen. <laughs> Part of the JRPG or a Tales game. I don't game. care. That's, no, it's just, I don't care. It just, we would have put on Necropara and we we're like, God is dead, guys. <laughs> this, is, this is the worst. <laughs> this is what you've created, guys. This is what you've allowed to happen. <laughs> you made free, you made society free, and look what, look what it made us. Terrible, terrible. Cat girls. And then they'd be like, so are there actually cat girls? Yes. Yes, there are. Yes, yes there are. Uh, kinda, um, to be honest, I don't really know that many historical figures. I mean, none that pop in my head that I would like want to hang out with. Yeah, exactly. So, um, from Waka Waka Waka. How does the gameplay have to be in a JRPG for it to completely carry a game that has a bad story? Example uh, example games would be like FF5 or FF10-2. Both games with great battle systems, but questionable stories to say the least. Hmm. So repeat the question again. So what, what kind of game? Very bad story. How good does... No, how good the, does the gameplay have to be in a JRPG for it to be completely carry a game that has a bad story? It'd have to have like a killer so, combat system. Like, so for example, here's a great example for a lot of people Octopath Traveler. That game, for a lot of people, didn't have a great story because ultimately those stories don't intersect. And I would say only about half of those characters have interesting stories because it, it's all basically eight individual stories and only half of them are interesting but that has a great battle system has a nice look and that's what i would say octopath traveler is the perfect example um the game for me the gameplay has to be tolerable um has to be like it can't be i don't know it's hard for me because when I think about it, I think about playing the thing <laughs> and the gameplay in that and the story in that's awful, but I love playing it. <laughs> they're both bad, but they're good. They're yeah, exactly. so bad, they're good. It's it's so bad that I just still enjoy playing it. Like, I was streaming it the other day. I'm like, I could break this damn game. It, the game's so busted, but it's like, oh, it's fun. I enjoy it. So I don't know. It has to be so bad that it's good or like tolerable but uh, what there is no game come on taylor think about help me think about a game that i do not like a game that you do not like i don't know uh, it, if the game is like grandia extreme the final dungeon um that was that was unbearable i could not do it that was that's the only jrpg that i straight up said no i'm not completing I'm not sure Hmm. All right, then let's go to the next one. This one I think you'll like. Laser Glow. On the flip side, how good does a story have to be to make up for okay or mediocre gameplay? 
See, here's the thing. I almost, to me, the gameplay is almost, has to be better. It has to be good. Like, I, I don't know if I, if there was a bad story. Wait, so what was the question again? Sorry, if it was a good story, but bad gameplay? Yes. I'm trying to think of a game like that. Um, easy. I, if, if, if the story is good and the characters are fun, I don't mind the gameplay. It's just that's it. I could to- I want to see the story in the end. No, because the gameplay has to be tolerable. I can't. I know that for you, but for for you, yeah, I know that. But for me, I can I could. I mean, come on. I play visual novels. There's barely any gameplay. You select things. Hmm. It's there for the characters. The characters, like everything for pretty much any JRPG, if the the characters have to be great. If they're good. Then even if the story is like super simple, it just makes up for it. See, that's the thing. I can't think of a game where it has a story but bad gameplay. Like I know a lot of people say the original Nier. I never played that because um, the second Nier is like a good balance of both. Nier Automata has a pretty interesting story and great gameplay. So here you go, Taylor. Um, Nino Kuni Two. Ooh. That's for the last question, by the way. Actually, that's a good that's, one that's a good answer. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer as well. It's got fun gameplay, but story is ugh. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this if the stories like I really like really simple stories. I could watch really weird anime and I still like it. Uh, what's uh, what am I watching right now? I caught up with Zombie Land Saga, which is just weird and it's fun to watch. And the Bunny Girl Senpai one. You caught up with that? Yeah, I caught up with that. Yeah, and I, then I'm watching. Literally, right before the podcast, I caught up with that as well. And you're just like, oh, I really like that show. It's good. Yeah. And then I'm watching right now something called Myself Yourself. <gasps> I have. Oh, I had that on my, I had that on my queue. That's and I'm super like, old, dude. That's super you know, old. It's 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 newer than Shuffle. All right, so I I I'm watching it. I I I saw it on my queue, and I'm like, what's this? And I watched, started watching it, and I'm like, this is old. But how is this on my queue? I don't remember putting this on my queue. But it's very silly. It's just simple slice of life funniness. Is that? I remember that one being kind of serious. Is that the one where they're like kids and then they separate and then they like meet up when? thing um they didn't all separate one walked like moved away and then they came back and he came back moved back okay i remember watching that show when i was in korea so that was at least eight years ago (laughs) it was made in 2009 okay i don't know how it got in my queue but i'm watching yeah it's a cool show i think it's short i think that i think there is a serious part to it because i think i know what happened to uh what's happening and i'm like okay yeah because i remember that show being myself yourself yeah i know i've watched this before and then i watched it and i'm like this is a visual novel isn't it this came from a visual novel and i looked it up like yep (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm I'm listening to the end song and i definitely remember the end you definitely remember it Yep. All right. Was that one of the questions? So, uh, anim- what anime are we watching? 
No, I just that was a tangent we got. Oh, okay. I got on because I started watching a lot of anime. I don't know when they update though. By the way, I'm waiting for the next episode for Bunny Senpai and Zombie Lang Saga. Yeah, I haven't watched Zombie Land Saga, but I heard good things about it. It's just silly. It's very silly, and it's an idol song, an idol anime. So. Jeez. Uh, spaghetti for Taylor for someone interested in working for themselves. How do you balance owning your business and having free time? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> well, for the first year and a half, our free time was the business. Basically, uh, I had a full time job, and then I came home and did business stuff all night, basically, until we built it to the point where it became our full time job. And now we basically just, it's just a normal, you know, eight, nine hours a day, unless there is something that's pressing where it's like, this needs to be done. And because it's our business, like we have to get it done. I mean, it's just, to me, it's like a normal job. It's like nine to six thirty for me is kind of what I've typically been doing lately. And then weekends off. Um, yeah, it's to me, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's just like a normal job, but it, it took a while to get there. So that's that's the sacrifice is getting to that point. Um, building it is the hardest part. But once it kind of starts rolling, then it's a lot easier. It's good. So you have to kind of be willing. Like for me, I sacrificed my YouTube channel for the business, basically. <laughs> so I'd stop making YouTube videos so I could build a business. So now it's I'm kind of creeping back to maybe putting a YouTube video out at some point in the near future, maybe. You, you sacrifice the YouTubes. And then you made a new YouTube's, and then that YouTube's became your business. It's not really. I mean, we didn't. Our, our business doesn't really have a YouTube, but it's, it was more, mostly. No, I'm saying you were making a new channel called Anything Interesting, and oh, then it turned. Into yeah, I, I guess you're right. <laughs> that segue. That it's so funny how that happened because we we made a travel show for fun, and we're like, oh, maybe one day we'll make enough money to do this full time, and then it's sort of like weaved its way into making videos for other people so it's it's funny how things happen like you gotta you go down a road thinking one thing and then it turns into something else you just never know man never know <laughs> we gotta end on an abe on an abe uh, question all right yo nick now that you play Overwatch, which Overwatch girl would you love to have as a wife? I pick Sumra because she's sexy AF. <laughs> I love how blunt he is. Just no... Just no subtlety. No. What are you doing? What are you searching? I'm trying to remember all the female characters from Overwatch. I mean, my go-to answer would be D.Va, obviously. But um, I'm trying to see if there's somebody I forgot. But it'd probably be Diva. I know it was a Nick question, but I'm saying Diva. I know it's fine. I knew you picked Diva because you still have yellow fever. <laughs> I could have picked my. Um, uh, it's Korean fever. There you go. You love them Koreans. Um, or Mercy. Mercy's really cute too. I don't think about this stuff. How could you not have a favorite Overwatch waifu, Nick? Come on, everybody does. Um, the newest character, I guess, Ash. Ash is pretty. Oh cool. yeah, she is pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. I guess Sombra as well. She's quirky. 
and that's like my favorite character to play as. So. Which one, Sombra? She's the hacker Mexican girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's the end of the questions, guys. We're done. Boom. The end. Done. And now, since we we can't be friends anymore because he likes owls and I like penguins, <laughs> this is the last episode of Giant Sword Podcast. Rip. No more. Um. Yeah. So, but I'm jokingly aside. <laughs> joking aside. That's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully more energized with a Connor. So, and uh, um, Taylor, are we going to do one Thanksgiving weekend? No, I'm not going to come out for Thanksgiving. I will be in town um, basically a month from tomorrow. I'll be in December 13th, and then I'm probably going to stay through the new year. But it's just... Uh, Trying to save some money right now. So, no, uh, won't be out for Thanksgiving. Okay, that answered one question, but I'm asking, are we going to do an episode on that? Oh, sorry. Um, That's two weeks from now. Let's see here. Pro- probably, I'm not going anywhere. I think me and Matt are probably just going to do Thanksgiving with us and whatever friends are around. So, I don't think I'm doing anything super crazy. We should be good. So, we'll be good for Thanksgiving week. Yeah. So, yeah thanks for listening if you are if you liked what you've listened to be sure to join our discord a lot of new people have been joining it's been really cool uh we have a lot of fun mm-hmm. there um i post a lot of anime stuff and cat girls so better be maybe too much fun on there it was a meme machine earlier so yeah it was pretty crazy that's because a new person joined yeah yeah and he mentioned uh, that he likes necropara and i had to join him and it's like craft we found a new buddy <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, if you've listened on iTunes, be sure to give us a rating. It helps us out, gives us more views, gives us more exposure on iTunes, and we need that. And yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. See ya. See ya.